Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Welcome back to Off The Bench. We don't have a Jace Matthews at all, but we do have a Scott Sattler. Where is he? Has anyone seen him? Oh, he's gone missing. But yeah, got the rookie with you uh, again. And we've had a bit of a change of personnel over the last couple of weeks. We had uh, Jason Badge in last week and then it's all been happening. So I was uh, was at the airport um, about to do the show and then a fog came over Sydney, which put all the planes off and yeah, Badge. Is nice enough to step in for me. Absolutely. Had some yeah. quiet time on the plane. That's good. I lo- you know what? I hate flying. It's, oh, really? Oh, I hate it. I absolutely despise I mean, I'm destined to die in a plane crash. Well, your odds are good. You're not going to crash very often. Yeah, I know. But I just, I feel as though that when, and I'm not a person that really wants control in life. I, I really don't care. But when I'm on a plane, it feel, I feel as though that if I'm either, I either should be flying it and I'll be, I'll be, I feel as though I'm okay. But while I'm a pilot, I'm thinking I've got no control over my destiny. And so for an hour and a half, I'm basically scared shitless. So you'd, you'd rather more pressure as a pilot with all the passengers on board. See, it doesn't make sense, does <laughs> no, it? it does not. Exactly. The way you put it, that, it doesn't make sense. But I, um, you know, as soon as I get on a plane, I always get a window seat because I never get up and go to the toilet while I'm on a plane. I, went, I once went from Sydney to Singapore, no toilet on the plane. Oh, stop it. Then... Went to the toilet, Singapore, Singapore, London. Didn't have to get up and go to the toilet. So I, I get on the on the the window and I just go to as soon as I get on the plane, even if I'm flying Sydney, Melbourne, and it's only a short flight, fall asleep straight away. I'm I'm with you. I'm a sleeper. Yeah. way back. But I just don't want to. I don't want. If I'm going to die, I want to die when I'm asleep. That's it. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going long haul. Like yeah, Brisbane, yeah. Sydney to <laughs> LA. It's a window seat and a bit of melatonin, and see you later, and see you in 15 hours. But yeah. Can I tell you once my sister. I uh, was flying from London back to Australia and she took a sleeping tablet when they said everyone start to, to board the plane. So she went to the toilet, took a sleeping tablet, lined up, got on the plane. So that's all about 45 minutes by the time you're sort of starting to, to back out of your gate. And she fell asleep. Anyway, she woke up three hours later and she went, they're supposed to land at Singapore on the way home. And she woke up and she's on the tarmac and she said to the guy sitting next to us said, have we already landed in Singapore? He goes, no, no, we've been on the, we've been on the tarmac in London for the last three hours. Haven't even taken off. back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Sucked in. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, week, we should get it? into some NRL, shouldn't we? Plenty <laughs> happening uh, throughout the week. Not only the NRL, Rook, um, in relation to on-field and of course the origin teams have been named and, but the greatest sports broadcaster, I think, not only in Australia, one of the top, probably 10 in the world, Ray Rabbit's wine, uh, announced that he's retiring from, from all forms of calling. Called it a day. and Massive, yeah, 99 um, origins. Yeah, you'd think you'd just go for one more, wouldn't you? And, yeah. Because destiny's in your hands rather than someone else's. 40-something grand finals. Yeah, 45 ridiculous. grand finals. Yeah. That's just amazing. Three Melbourne Cups. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't cool. know that either. And then, of course, that's it goes without the 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 great... Olympics and 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 swimming uh, events that he's called as well, and well, just probably like the, none, just other, like this none other this one, than this one. She is a second underneath it. She can do it. Susie O'Neill can do it. The vital final lap. She's a length in front. Thomas is second. She's still pushing her. It's O'Neill in front. 0.98 in front of world time. There's the line again. It's wearing her down. O'Neill in front of it. The line is getting her. O'Neill's in front of it. The line coming at her. Hang on, Susie. Hang on, Susie. Five to go. 
Mate, one of the greatest calls ever. And, and one of his favourite calls as well. And that's I mean, what you call losing your marbles. Yeah, that wasn't at the Olympics, actually. That was after the Olympics. I think it was at the World Champs. World Champs, it was. Yeah. Well, we thought it was the Olympics during the week, but um, that butterfly record had stood for about 15 or 16 years And Susie O'Neill, who actually didn't win the gold at the Sydney Olympics in the butterfly. She won it at Atlanta. She won the, the freestyle. At, uh, at the Olympics in Sydney and, um, yeah, but came back in the world champs to, and that was one of the great calls. And yeah, we all think about him as a rugby league caller. In some of his great calls in, in league, um, the 1994 miracle trial, uh, try to, to Mark Coyne went through 11 or 12 sets of hands at Sydney football stadium. And then one of the great grand finals of all time, of course, was this one. The first grand final golden point. Thurston to choose from with Coote. He hits it, he's yes! got it! He's got the field goal! He's got the premiership! He has gone from a captain to a legend and probably rugby league immortality. Oh, so good. You know those lines, those famous lines, it's like Maccabi Diva's gone from a hero to a legend when she won a third Melbourne Cup and when Kathy Freeman came home with Bruce McAvaney and I've always wondered whether they premeditate those famous lines. He's gone from... You know, probably to immortality. I was listening to an interview throughout the week with Rabs, and he said, no, I've never premeditated anything like that. Like the 94 try to Michael Mark Coyne when he says, it's a miracle. He said, it's just spontaneous. It just comes out. So, um, But he, think- said, he said there's been some where he's actually got the names wrong. And he said, I beat myself up for a week. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I just think that he goes by the feel of the call and what's happening. And he's just got the right things to say at the right time. Yeah. Mm. Bloody amazing. Have you missed? Oh, absolutely. And talk about big shoes to fill. <laughs> One of our, well, Matty Thompson, who is the the second in the seat to Ray and has been doing all the main games this year with Peter Basaltis, he's got his first origin on, on Wednesday night. It's a massive achievement for a, a guy who's still only very young when it comes to commentary and uh, will do his first origin on Wednesday night, which is you know, it's just like making your debut in anything. It's an exciting time. And he's going to come under a lot of, scrutiny and a lot of flack there's going to be a lot of critics after the origin but that's just like when Peter Sterling retired from the Parramatta Eels and they're yet to win a premiership every halfback that's gone after him has just come under a world of fire and hatred <laughs> that's right you can't you've got to step up so, to the standard yeah, Matty Thompson's he's he got he's got to know what's coming for him but yeah yeah if you play the long game and realize that you try not to be like Rabs and build your own identity he'll be okay yeah I just want to uh Play one more thing before we move on. Yeah. 12-10. Langer pushing it wide. Walters onward. Khan joins oh, in. This Floats is the, miracle. the pass for Renoff. Renoff down the touchline. Beats one. Gets it in field. Hancock gets it on. Queensland are coming back. Darren Smith for Langer. Langer gets it away. Here's the big fella. Gets the pass on. Coyne. Coyne goes for the corner. And gets the try. Queensland, it's a miracle. Oh, yeah. What about that one? Uh, Stello. Unbelievable. Oh, what a great, what a great call. He said that's one of his favourite calls of all time. Um, that 1994, he said, because he got everything right. But he never called Meninga. He said he gets it onto the big fella. But he said that, he said everything went right in that call. Uh, Bruce McAvaney still kicks himself today. Apparently he got one word wrong in the Kathy Freeman 400-meter race, and still to this day he, he only focus, he never enjoys that call because he got one word wrong. And I don't know what it is. Only he knows. But Ray said that call 
through 11 or 12 sets of hands, he said it couldn't have gone better as a caller. But Mal was known as the big fella anyway, yeah, exactly. the big man. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just like he could just. Yeah. I remember when he called the 2005 grand final, uh, like he did every grand final. And Benji did the flick pass to Pat Richards. He didn't even call it because no one saw it. It was Everyone that just good. thought Benji did a normal normal pass around his back, but it wasn't until the the replay that everyone went, "Hang on a sec." So yeah, even Rabs missed missed that one. Uh, yeah, he's he's not only a a great league caller, great Olympics caller, he's a fantastic um, race caller as well, horse races. Uh, that's where he started out calling horse racing. He's a uh, He's a tremendous man off the fi- off the field as well. He's uh, he's he's very very humble. We're going to miss him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, anyway. One of our listeners throughout the week, Rook. Sorry to keep digressing. One of our listeners throughout the week came up with a great idea that on Wednesday night, Channel Nine should set up a camera in his lounge room while he watches the State of Origin. I wonder how he would experience that as a viewer and try not to commentate it off his well, TV. I don't think we would see it on Wednesday night because you don't know how he's going to react. Whether he's going to be you know, a little bit depressed and upset, whatever it might be, he's excited. But I think they should film it, and then if it's good footage, you know, that's what social media is for oh, these days. Exactly yeah. right. Anyway, let's get into this. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Mate, we had a fair bit. We had a uh, obviously had the Origin teams yeah. announced on Sunday night and Monday morning, and the Blues with a couple of massive omissions. What do you reckon that's going to do to morale? Having two of like the mainstays not be in that team? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think players really care. At first, they'll say, "Oh, oh Jakey T's not in the side, and, and Josh Addo, Joshy's not in the side, and Josh Addo Carr's really there. He's there to energize, energize a bunny at training, and you know when when you need to lighten the load a little bit." You know, Freddie go, hey, Joshy, Fox, can you just you know, pump up your music or let out one of your famous laughs or whatever it may be? Yeah, at first I'll say, oh, geez, I miss Joshy. But they just get on with things. They just forget about it because they've got a job to do and they can't worry about anyone else. What did surprise me, Rook, is that Trebojevic and Adokar weren't in, even added in the 22, not even at least the 22-man squad. They, they can bring players in and out of that 22-man squad through the Origin Series, but... I thought it was a little bit strange that they weren't named even in the squad. Even player 19, 20, 21, whatever it may be, you're not going to get used for game one unless there's a lot of injuries, but you're in the squad because you're really important to the squad. So that's probably the one that has perplexed me a, a little bit more. I can understand why they didn't pick Jake. I would have picked Jake because I think when the when the game is, you, know, you need to roll up the sleeves and you've just got to get dirty. and Dig in a bit. You've just got to, yeah, dig the heels in and bite down on your mouth guard. That's what Jake's there for defensively. I can see the reason behind Josh Adokar not getting picked. As, you know, we know how dominant he has been at origin level for the last three or four years. Um, but I can see the strategy behind Daniel Tupo and Brian Tyho. Well, he, he's the best meter eater in the, in the competition. So he picks himself. So I can see the reason behind it. But the funny thing is that Josh Adokar was used as the New South Wales player to advertise Origin this year for Channel 9. And nothing. And he doesn't get picked. Crickets. So he may come back game two, game three, who knows. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that they they didn't get picked in the 22. To answer your question about morale, I, I don't think it's going to hurt morale at all because morale has to be – first, the coaches have to, they have to create the environment and then be comfortable with that environment as well. So Freddie will do he'll, – he'll have their morale up. Freddie might have uh, even just used it as an opportunity to put a fire under those two and just going, right, are you not playing? Well, your teams aren't playing that well either. 
time to pull your socks up and, yeah. and make your way back Absolutely. in. So well, you, and you look at Queensland. I mean, Queensland named a really strong side. Oh, outstanding. But Harry Grant, who I think is the best hooker in the game, complete hooker in, in the NRL, so early in his career at the moment. We know that he's played two Origin series already and he's had a pretty strong impact on those. But he's he missed last week with Melbourne with a groin injury. He's also had a really bad dose of the flu. They left him in Melbourne until Wednesday afternoon before they flew him to the Gold Coast. Um, so, yeah, they're going into the game with a, with a player who's not an injury cloud but a sickness cloud as well. So they won't get you know, you full preparation out of Harry Grant. So hence why Ben Hunt was picked as the starting hooker and and probably so he should be. Even it's You sort of sound a little bit hypocritical. Harry Grant's the best hooker in the game, but he actually can't start for Queensland. But because of the injury and because of the sickness and because Ben Hunt, he's won... He won the man and match in game three, three last year. And leading Dally M yeah. to this point. So it's it's a pretty good one two punch yeah. for, for Queensland coming off the bench. Uh Whiten, what do you think? Run on or will he go back to the bench? No, I think he'll start at left centre and we're not revealing anything there because it's um it's already been they've already said that he's gonna be starting at left centre. And people go, But why? You got Stephen Crichton at number fourteen, Nico Hines at number eighteen. But I think and I don't mind Freddie's the method to his madness here. Jack Whiten is a really he's a big aggressive defender, and one of his greatest attributes is his kick chase. Funnily enough, as boring as it sounds, his kick chase is really strong and it's really aggressive. But it's just pressure as well on the other side. So if you can keep well, it maintaining your attitude. it, absolutely, it's your attitude when you comes from your kick chase. So I think what's going to happen is that he'll start on the left side. I think they'll kick down that left side a lot. They'll get young Selwyn Cobbo bringing the ball back and they'll just be saying to Jack Whiten, I just want you to no, knock him down. I just want you to just rip and tear into him every chance he gets this young kid. I want you to be super aggressive. After 20 minutes, I think he'll come, he'll come off and go to that utility role and then Crichton will come in and that's when the game will start opening up a little bit and that's when Cleary and Luai and Yo and, and Crichton can have that, that really good combination. Yeah. Now, Queensland, red-hot favourites, obviously. Got to be. No, they're not. But I'm, but I think they. I think it should be level pegging. I'm surprised that New South Wales are as as heavily backed as what they are. Same. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, if you read into the the betting markets, you you can see that New South Wales are the favourites to win the first game and the favourites to win the series. I look at the Queensland side, and I think it's I think it's their strongest side they've had for a number of years. Uh, even the year that they won it in 2020, which is basically a, a team that was put together with reserve grade players and and Wayne Bennett did a great job in, in winning that series, which was fractured because of COVID. It was played at the end of the season, after the season. Yeah. So um, I think this is one of the Queensland's best sides they've put together for a long time. This is They've, got the, they've actually got the makings, this Queensland side, of staying together for, a, for the next five or six years. Yeah. It's that time for an Off The Bench Friday Night Preview. All right, so Friday night preview of tonight's game and few changes. When I say a few, I mean a lot. Yeah. Like half the Panthers side is out to a struggling Bulldogs and I don't think the Bulldogs are even going to have enough even with the uh, the seven players out. First verse 16th never gets uh, – it always looks pretty ugly, these sort of games. But uh, Penrith Panthers have they've just once again shown they've got great depth um, and – to lose Isaiah Yo and Nathan Clear and Jerome Luai and, and Brian Toto and Liam Martin. They just roll off their tongue, don't they? Yeah, they, they bring in uh, Charlie Staines. 
Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, who was great at the start of the year while, while Cleary is still out. They still keep Moses Leota. Api Coruscant comes back from origin because he's in player 19 to 22. They still got James Fisher-Harris, Viliami Kikau. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good side. It's really good depth. They've still got Scott Sorensen and Spencer Lenu coming off the bench. So uh, it could be a long night for the for the Bulldogs. Matty Dufty was named on Tuesday to play this match, but he's been told that he'll be 18th or 19th what do, man. What do you read into that? Uh, it Well, he was probably one of the most dangerous players, both he and Jake Averillo, for the Bulldogs when they lost to the Dragons last week. But he comes up with these, this these clanger errors. And some of them have to do with just having brain fades. Uh, some of them have to do with his inability to just embrace contact, which, that, yeah, which is a really important part of the year. game, rugby league, contact. <laughs> um, so he plays his way out of games. I don't like when Matty Dufty sometimes makes a mistake and he looks around to try and blame another teammate. So I feel as though that they're trying to send a message to Matt Dufty that he's just not part of the future. The standard's not there either. And it must be a personality thing. Oh, and I don't know Matt Dufty. Uh, I've spoken to people who have played or been alongside Matt Dufty at the Dragons, and they said he's a yeah difficult he's a difficult personality. Um, don't know how coachable he is, um, and sometimes you know you, you weigh it and you add all those up, all those little bit attributes, and sometimes it just gets too little bit too hard. Yeah. So the message to me is you either go back and work on your game. He's only on a one year contract. I think he'll end up in the UK Super League. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I think they're sending a message to him that, that he's not part of their future. Yeah. How do you fix the Bulldogs quickly? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. They've got to sign a couple of really good players that, that don't have baggage. And I think they signed some players this year, that a couple of players that have baggage, Dufty being one of them, Tavita Pango Jr. being one of them. Yeah, you, I feel as though that they've, they've, got, they've got to go get a, really, a couple of really big fishes that have got – the 25-26 in a key position, like a hooker or a halfback or a fullback. Um, you know, next year, of course, they've got Reid Marnie coming, which is going to be good. They've got Viliami Kikau coming. They're two players that have still got a lot of rugby league years left in them. They're also thorough professionals. You, need just, you just need a couple of players to change the, the values and the principles of the club. Internally and lift the, the standards of the other playing group. Lift the standards yeah. and create new standards because the standards that are there at the moment aren't working. Yep. So what, what can the Bulldogs look forward to for the rest of the season? What would be sort of success? after? But, obviously, obviously Trent leaves. What yeah, does success look for the rest of the season? Um, just make sure they don't get the wooden spoon. That's successful for them this year. Yeah, because if they do, I mean... Their Bulldogs are some of the most passionate of all time. Oh, God, so. aren't they? What now? But yeah, yeah, with that... With, Reed Marnie and Viliami coming, you know, and then you throw Burton into it, and then you throw young Jacob Kiraz and Aaron Shop and Avarillo and Josh Adokar. It's starting to look like not a bad side. Yeah. yeah. Now, tips for the game. Yep. What, how much are we going by for the well, Panthers? I, I, I'm going to say Panthers. It's easy to say 13 plus. I'm going to say it's going to be more than 42 and a half points scored <laughs> in the game. Majority of those will, bit, be, uh, yeah, will be done by the Panthers. Yeah. It's absolutely... <laughs> Um, you can't see uh, an upset coming? No, no, not at all. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to get into uh, some more stuff coming up on Off the Bench, especially that uh, chat with Alan Langer coming up next. So don't go anywhere. More of Off the Bench. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. 
Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Liu, play number two, Sexton. Brimson caught it off the deck brilliantly. Oh. He was through and he tried to get the pass away to Brendan. Uh, Brian Kelly. He would have scored himself. He would have scored himself, Brimson. And he'll play at centre field again, only five out. Clark, Scampers, Wallace, Sexton. Quick answer from the Titans. Brimson, they've got the numbers. He goes back inside, though, to Sexton. And Toby Sexton, his first try of the season as he plants the footy down, much to the delight of the home fans here at Seabus Stadium. And they come back on the outside. Lukey. water inside to oh. Lukey off the pass from Townsend. And Lukey's over. Elam Lukey reaches out and scores for the North Queensland Cowboys. Drink water, runners in motion, gets it out to Taolungi, it'll be hard to stop. And Murray Taolungi in the corner for the Cowboys as they take the lead. Across to the other winger, Asako, tried to get the offload away. The ball comes loose and tapped through by Tabuai Fado. He gets a kind bounce, it's hammer time. Tabuai Fado. The opportunist. Close to the line. Titans there in defense to take to the ground. There was Connolly Limawalu. Oh. And the very next play, the very next play, the Titans have found themselves over the try line. As now Drinkwater with the kick through. And what about the chase? Is that the hammer again? Yep. It is. It's hammer time again. Hammer so Tabuai Fado. Brilliant try, Cowboys. And made absolutely brilliant effort from the Cowboys. Only missing two Origin players, but just an absolute pasting of the Titans last night. Yeah, it was. They started out really well, the Titans. They started to to find some opportunities in that really good Cowboys defensive line, which has been fantastic this year. They were last in defense last year. They're second this year. A huge turnaround. And the Titans actually exposed them a couple of times. Tabuai Fido and Murray Taolungi coming back from Origin Duties, players 19 to 22. So they're allowed to play this weekend. They're outstanding for their club, playing on the same side. And probably like proved the selection was right. Well, it, yeah, Billy would have said to them, don't go back and protect yourselves, thinking that if you get injured, you're not going to play. You're not playing in game one. So I need you to go out there and do your club proud and play your way back into this side in case we do get injuries. So they were really good in the second half especially. Um, but the Titans, again... Their inability to stay in the fight for long periods of time is hurting them. And AJ Brimson, in his interview after the game, yeah, he was he was quite polarizing about his side. He said, "We're weak. We don't have the ability to to stay in the fight. We don't have the ability to to hold on and and be tough enough to go toe to toe with teams." And and he's exactly right. And then and someone's got to be brutally honest from the playing group to say that you can't just keep glossing over it and thinking everything's going to be okay. Well, they're going to be battling now with the Bulldogs for the wooden spoon You're at the right. bottom. You're and right. to qualify for playoffs, they've got to win nine of the last 11. Yeah. Which, which isn't which, going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They've got Tino out from Origin. They've got Fafita out with for another two or three weeks. So uh, what they've got at the moment, they've got to rally together, not work harder, work smarter. And um, with the game last night, really good sides have the ability not to panic. They conceded the first try. Toby Sexton, that was the, the cows. They conceded the first try, but they didn't panic. They just stay composed. And then what the really good sides are able to do is go, okay, in a really short period of time, we're going to go bang, bang, bang. We're going to score We're going to score points in bunches. And that's what they did in the first half, 6-0 behind. Then all of a sudden, they stayed patient. And then in about an eight- or a nine-minute period, they went three tries. All of a sudden, 16-6 at half time. Second half, 
There's a call that went against Brendan Elliott, the Cowboys winger, for losing the ball in the ruck. They challenged it, won the challenge. That was the turning point. They went bang, 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 Fights, scored. Defeated straight off that. Three more Mentally. tries. Straight away, it's 32-6. And it looks like a shellacking. It, the, the score probably doesn't reflect the match itself. Probably the worst news to come out of for the Gold Coast Titans is it looks as though the Jaden Campbell suffered a, a hamstring injury. Uh, if it is the bare minimum of hamstring injuries, you're looking at two weeks. Minimum, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's going to be lis- missing for at least a week or two, Jaden Campbell, and he is their bright spark. Every time he touches the ball, it looks like something's going to happen. So they've got to go back to the drawing board. Yep. Now, pressure on coaching, like we've been hitting up Michael Maguire all season about what he's done with the Tigers. Surely there's some straight on the top of Justin Holbrook now. Of course there's pressure. I mean, it comes with the job, and he knows that as well. You know, he's not going to blacklist any anyone in the media who has an opinion about whether there's pressure on him. He knows there's pressure on him. What I would ask the Gold Coast Titans to do, and I'm, I'm not sure whether they're listening at all, but can you get the audio to them, please? <laughs> what I'm asking for the Gold Coast Titans to do is that to give Justin Holbrook, an experienced assistant coach, one that's been in the game a long time. Now, his assistants at the moment, Jimmy Lanahan, Jim Dimmick. Jim Dimmick's been mentioned as a possible Bulldogs coach. I've heard he's been linked to the, the Dolphins as, a, as an assistant coach. Jimmy Lanahan has been a, um, a Queensland Cup, Host Plus Cup coach for a number of years, has, has won two premierships. Both very astute, intelligent men when it comes to rugby league. And I know he's got Ma- the Titans got Mal Meninga as their cultural director, but he lives in Canberra. He's not there every day. So what I would ask is the Gold Coast Titans, if you want this to work with Justin Holbrook, he had success in the UK Super League, won a title with the St. Helens uh, side over there. Tremendous record over there, the, the St. Helens side when he won titles over there. But this is a di- completely different beast, the NRL. Yeah, you are being strangled every minute of the day with expectations, wins, um, appeasing your commercial partners, the community. It's a completely different beast. And so he's, he's still very immature when it comes to being an NRL coach. So give him an assistant coach that has had 25, 30 years experience. Give him a, a Michael Hagan or you know, someone who is, you know, dare I say it, an Anthony Seabold that has been around the, the block a few times that doesn't want to be a head coach but wants to be part of a rugby league program. Help him navigate the day-to-day, the day-to-day, the day, the day-to-day um, geography of what the NRL is. It's difficult. It's a difficult job. And the Gold Coast Titans have got to find something special. So how long do you think Justin Holbrook has got if things continue on the way they are with the same coaching panel? Um, no, he's he'll be there for a while. He'll be there for yeah, a while. Yeah, they'll give him all the support, the Gold Coast Titans. You know, he's a first and foremost, he's a good coach. I look at what happened with Toddy Payton last year, people calling for his head. Started this year, people saying they've got to replace him. Even you, Scott Sattler. No. Oh well I, I, I don't think <laughs> I know how good of a coach he is and I thought they would have got the wooden spoon this year, but in saying that, proven you wrong. <laughs> he's a very good coach, Toddy Payton. He took on Michael Hagen to be like his mentor. We've seen an improvement in the side. Could be for a number of reasons. I think Justin Holbrook's in exactly the same position. What does success look like for them quickly um, for the rest of the year? They've got to, make, they've got to win nine in the next, next 11 to make the, make the finals. finals. If they don't, it's been a failure every year. Yeah. Mm. All right. That's it for Off the Bench. For this segment, we're going to get into the chat with Alfie Langer that we had with Gary Belcher on Sports Day a little bit earlier on in the week. We'll be back soon. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon.
Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. And welcome back to Off The Bench. We're at Sats and Rook this weekend. And during the week on Sports Day, Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler caught up with Origin legend in Origin camp, Alf Langer. Alan Langer on the line. Alfie, how you going, mate? And I, I'm sorry I didn't uh, mention what your title is because I don't think anyone knows what it is. Well, I've already repeated that. I keep repeating it. Entertainment manager. And uh, as I say, mate, three best weeks of the uh, year being in State of Origin camp and it's come around that quick this year. So great to be here, mate. So you, oh, okay. Entertainment manager, director. So you've got, have you got a full book of entertainment for the lads, or is it, um, you know, it's, it, it, they give you enough time to uh, to run the show, what I'm trying uh, to say? Uh, it's, pre- it's pretty low profile these days, Brad, because you can't do too much. The players can't do too much, especially during this COVID period. It's uh, a bit of a pain in the neck, but uh, the boys have got to get swabbed twice a day these, really? these days to so make sure they haven't got COVID. Yeah, so they're pretty well, they're not stuck in their rooms, but, you know, they can't get out and about as we used to. So the staff the same. You've got a you, you're getting swabbed. You're you're um you've got limitations around what you can do. Yeah, limitations. But we we could still get out and about. But as I say, we just got to watch who we're with, and uh, you know, don't go to too many crowded places. But oh, as I say, mate, down here at Century Cove, it's uh, pretty open, so we can get around, and get down the village, and uh, it's not too bad. That doesn't sound like a fun state of origin camp, Elf. You've got to watch who you're with. And you can't do too much. Uh, Alf, you know the sw- different. You know it's not a swab. You know it's a, a breathalyzer, don't you? <laughs> did they tell you it's a swab? Did they? Well, well, that's what I thought it was, mate. But I think they've been uh, having me on, so and I think that's from stopping us going out. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, so Harry Grant, uh, we heard that he's left back in Melbourne uh, up until today. Has, has he arrived in camp yet? Uh, I, th- I think he's coming up uh, tomorrow, mate, because uh, they. He's got a bit of the flu, so they didn't run him around the, around the team with uh, the flu. I think he was feeling pretty average early in the week, but I think he's all mended. I think he's been training, you know, on his lonesome down to Melbourne, so I'm sure he'll be right. He's come up tomorrow. Billy's been speaking to him, so I'm sure he'll tell his position uh, tomorrow, mate. Yeah, good. Now, most importantly, uh, we spoke to your assistant um, yesterday in Josh Hannay, and we spoke about room allocations. This is what he had to say. It's funny you mention that. We're literally just talking. This will be his first camp where he's got a room to himself. Oh. So he's not sure how he's going to go with that because, he, yeah, he likes a bit of company. And um, So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Talk about Al. Yeah, so what's happened? What's happened with the room allocation? First time on your own. Well, same thing with COVID, mate. Everyone's got to be by himself, so it is very sad. I'm sitting in a room here in the dark. Well, I've got most of the lights on because I'm <laughs> not a fan of uh, being in the dark. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it gets very lonely, mate. So it's uh, you got to spend a bit of time in the team room because uh, you got to get out and about. Because yeah. Good old mate, Billy. Yeah, uh, we used to have a great time in uh, camp, rooming together, and uh, we always, you know, look forward to it every year, getting together, having a great time in camp. But yeah. he's not here no more. So, and with COVID, mate, it's 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 a sad week rooming by yourself. I tell you. <laughs> I know it's funny because everyone that, that rooms. All the time they get, they wish they were the captain or the coach, and they. This is back when we were playing because we all had to yeah. room together with someone, and you wish it. Oh, I wish I had my own room, but not all it's cut out, cut out. Be hey, Alf. No, I I, I like uh, the mateship and having someone around because um, you know you know when you've got to get to places on time, and you may always 
pushes or he knows when to get to uh, training or dinners. So it's always good to have some mate around because when you're by yourself, you don't really take too much notice of uh, you know the time and everything. So yeah, you're pretty lucky. As I say, I'm, I love I love mateship, mate. Yeah. Hey, back at Sanctuary Cove, first time in a while. Why? Why do you think you're back there? What you know, Billy and Co. Is it? Uh, you, you think it's a pretty good spot? To yeah, be? I think it's. Uh, uh, it's wonderful. It's Billy's choice. Uh, we sort of, and with COVID, I think we've been at the Sheridan last couple of years, and then we were at the W in Brisbane the year before. So it's been a few years. So, and I think through the period where you know the Queensland team was very strong, I think we had a, a good association here with the Century Cove. So Billy, being the coach, he's brought it back here, and uh, it's it's great. It's a great facility. We've got great uh, team room set up here. We got saunas, we've got the gyms and the training fields on the driving range here at Century Cove so mm. a lot of people come down and watch us train so it's a it's a great facility Good sidestepping practice they're still using the driving range mm. That's, yeah. so you've got to, be, yeah. got to be a bit careful it's like dodging, chicken dodging the, uh, the cans they were throwing at him on the field though. Hey, um, you've got an opposed session with your old club uh, the Ipswich Jets tomorrow, how does that work? Yeah, the mighty Jets are coming uh, they come down tomorrow afternoon, so we've got a three o'clock opposed session, and then we've got another opposed session with another club. I'm not sure who it is on on Saturday, which uh, it's great for the team and and certainly great for the Ipswich Jets players who come down and and go up against the uh, Queensland side. It's yeah. uh, it's great for us as well because yeah. uh, the Queensland side get a fair bit out of it as well having a opposed session. So it's great for both and. Uh, you know, both teams bring plenty of energy into the joint. That's uh, only going to help Queensland come next Wednesday night. Now, Alf, outside of Josh Hanna as an assistant, Cam Smith, and, uh, of course, JT, do yourself and JT you know, work collaboratively in relation to working with the halves? Yeah, we do a little bit with the halves. JT probably more, but, uh, you know, we, we help them. And, and that's with the staff. And that's what the week's about. We're all here to help them out, so... If the players want to come and grab you to do any extras or anything or have a chat, uh, that's what we're here for. You know, it's Nate Miles here is, is here as well. So he helps a lot of the forwards, sits down and talks with them. So, and it's just a great camp. And, you know, with Billy coming in, he's, he's got plenty of experience. And as you said, with Cam Smith and Jonathan Person, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to uh, go past them three. So they've got plenty of knowledge of the game and uh, certainly are great mentors for these great young talent. And I think they've picked a, a fantastic side. They're all in form, the spine's in form. So looking to forward to next Wednesday night, mate. I think it's going to be a crack of a game. New South Wales, always going to have a strong side. But uh, I think uh, Queensland, I think we're matching up very well against them. Now, if we keep hearing about uh, Billy's attention to detail, just methodical with his research um, going into the camp, but now with Katoni Staggs, you spend every day with him at the Broncos along with Payne Haas, but Katoni Staggs, probably his position a little bit more detailed. Will will Billy pick your brain about Katoni and and what to expect on field that he probably doesn't know anything about? Uh, I'm sure he will, mate. Uh, we sort of haven't sat down in detail, but I'm sure it will before Wednesday night or before training, the next couple of days to sit down and discuss these players because you know they've been they've been in great form for the Broncos as well. So, yeah. but Billy, as you said, his attention to detail is second to none, and uh, 
He's uh, very thorough in what he does, and that's what he did when he played, mate, and that's no different now in his coaching style. He's super aggressive. Just just quickly on, on Katoni Staggs, Alf, because I was going to ask you the same thing. A little bit of an insight into him. Is, is it, you know, does he remind you of anyone? He's a bit bit like a, a Chris Johns who was rip, who ripped into everything, but maybe a little bit even more powerful. Yeah, well, he's more powerful, but I think he's... Uh, Extra little extra things he's been doing at the Broncos. He's chased from dummy half. He's marked work. His defence has really improved this year, and that's why I, I think he's known as an attacking player. But I think he's really worked hard. Johnny Cartwright's been working really hard in his defensive part of the game, and that's why I think he's improved so much this year as a player. Mm. And his combination as well with Selwyn Cobo, which has uh, been fantastic and. And Selwyn Cobos had the rewards of uh, getting an origin spot as well. Yeah, it'd be great to see those young kids into camp and coming into camp like uh, like Selwyn and Co. Hey, hey Alpha, news through just a little while ago. I'm not sure if you've, if you've heard that Ray Warren has uh, he's hung up the golden microphone. He's not going to call any more footy games. So that means no state of origin calling for Rabs um, just a week out from the game. Did you, did you have much to do with him? I didn't have a real lot. Uh, I knew him very well, but uh, you know, I only seen him through the through the football and when we were at games and all that. But uh, a great gentleman, always always welcoming, and with a shake of the hand and a great little chap. But uh, remarkable man and to hear his calls and not to have him in the game anymore. It's, it's a it's a sad day for rugby league. Yeah, it sure is. Mm. And, and mate, we've we've actually been through some of his calls today. And, it's amazing how many you feature in Elf and those great uh, those great Origin days and some of your your exploits for the Broncos. Um, so uh, yeah, good on you, mate. Hey, Alpha, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, and hope all goes well for the rest of the camp. Hey, thanks, boys, and uh, go the Maroons. This is off the bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is off the bench NRL. Now on Off The Bench, time for a Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And welcome back to Off The Bench for the weekend. And the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And Chris Nelson on the phone. And finally, Nelson, we've got some good weather. Yes, Jeremy, some good weather. Uh, hi to you and Sats. And, yeah, we've got good weather in uh, in Queensland. We've got a good track at Eagle Farm. We may even get to a good three later in the day. So plenty of goods being thrown about the place by me, that's for sure. So uh, Eagle Farm has had a lot of traffic over the last few weeks. Um, of course, the, the meets have been transferred from Doom. But how's the actual the track looking at Eagle Farm for the what, Group 1 Queensland Oaks and the Morton Cup this weekend? Picture perfect, Sats. Picture yep. perfect. The track is, uh, it'll handle it. No issues whatsoever. Uh, they did miss a week. Of course, we had the meeting that was postponed at Doombin a couple of weeks ago. That didn't go to Eagle Farm. So there was a, a gap there, a nice two-week gap between meetings at Eagle Farm. And, and here we've got this week. And, of course, we've got the big day next Saturday, Stradbroke Day. Uh, of course, JJ Atkins, so the couple of group ones next Saturday. So... We'll get through this week, and I think the forecast looks pretty good going forward as well. So it'd be nice racing on a good track. It makes it a lot easier for tipsters. So, yeah, a couple of, is there a couple of Group 1s this weekend? As I said, the, the Queensland Oaks. Yeah, the Queensland Oaks is a Group 1. That's race 9. Uh, the favourite there is Gypsy Goddess from the David Van Dyke stable. Just getting out in the market due to the fact she drew such a wide gate at the barrier draw on Tuesday. But look, a lot of uh, a lot of runners in that race, a lot of the fillies drew unfortunate barriers. So that's going to be a pretty interesting race early on tactically. See where those jockeys decide to go, whether a few push on that wouldn't normally. So it's a, 
It's the Group 1. And the Group 2 is Race 8, the Morton Cup. Uh, shooting for gold is uh, well fancied there by me anyway, but we see the likes of Kim and Tari, uh, Baller and, and others go around in that race too. So that's a really good race also. So they're the main, race eight and number nine, but there's uh, a lot of other listed races on the card as well. And what will be a, a great day's racing, guys. Great, Nelson. And the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Thank you, Nelson. Have a good weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Same to you, guys. Hope you're back for winner and we'll talk to you then. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips. All right, tips for this week, Sats. Uh, not a whole lot happening in the NRL Round 13 uh, and only two games um, to look forward to. Uh, Manly Warriors, Saturday, 7.34, Pines Park. Yeah, I know no Daly Cherry Evans, but Kieran Foran has been in really good form. Josh Schuster gets the opportunity to now play 5.8, which he's going to play next year with Foran leaving. I'm going to take Manly. Only because it's at Brookvale. Mate, same. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Probably temperature's going to be up a little bit for the Raiders taking uh, on the Roosters this is down difficult. there. There's going to be a difficult one to pick with a couple of Roosters players pl- not playing, most notably James Tedesco. They don't have a hooker at the moment. And the Canberra Raiders, no Josh Papali'i, no Jack Whiten. But I like what the Raiders have been, have been doing. Even though they lost last week to Parramatta, I actually like the way they've been travelling. But in saying that, I'm... I'm I'm going to take the Roosters, and I can't tell you why. I've got no idea why. I'm exactly the same. Probably losing Tupo and Tedesco at the back. Tedesco's a big Pop, loss. They've it, still got Kiri. They've still got Sam Walker. They've still got Waria Hargraves, you know, Tauke Aho. Yeah, Victor Radley's still out. They've got Joey Martin. So they've still got a really strong side. I'm, I'm thinking they've still got a little bit too much for them. Yeah. Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? All right, Sats. Big weekend of sport coming up, as I mentioned. And uh, what are you looking forward to? Oh, <laughs> I know what I you're looking forward wait to. For you're Sunday. Gonna tell tell Next, the listeners what you're looking forward to. Yeah, you know, Saturday and Sunday morning is going to be a blur because um, we've got the George Combosis, uh, uh, George Ferocious Combosis, up against Devon the Dream Haney. Uh, both undefeated fighters. Combosis owns all the belts. He's got the WBA, the IBF, the WBO, the ring lightweight world title. He's got all those belts, but he doesn't have the WBC, which Devin Haney has. And he's going to try and take that on Sunday afternoon. I cannot wait in Melbourne. Yeah, no. Um, I'm looking forward to next Wednesday night, hopefully. Go against the grain, and hopefully the Blues can get a win, hopefully. Are you a Blue? I'm a Blue oh, supporter, no, you're yeah. A, but you're from Canberra, aren't you? I know. You? I'm in, yeah. engulfed in New South Wales. So I had but no, you really had, support nobody. I had no choice. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thanks for your company this weekend on Off the Bench. We'll be back next week. Sats, have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon.